or lease in the morning. Throw out all your preconceptions about the limits of horror. A new standard has been set with Dead Alive, the mother of all horror films. On a quiet street in a small town, pure evil has come to stay. Lionel, an innocent young man, is forced to care for his domineering mother and finds the task a whole lot more demanding after she's bitten by the cursed Sumatran rat monkey. Passing the point of death, Lionel's mother sucks friends and family into her gruesome existence among the living dead, and Lionel is sent spiraling into a ghoulish nightmare. Now a crazed zombie, she soon infects enough people to make it difficult for Lionel, still the faithful son, to keep the neighbors from suspecting that something is terribly wrong. Dead Alive is dripping with state-of-the-art special effects that feature mutilations, rock and roll dismemberments, and household appliances, combining into the most bizarre ending ever filmed. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are... The B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This month, as we continue our journey through the illustrious March, or as we call it here at B-Movie Bros, Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs, we are taking a look at the 1992 film Dead Alive by esteemed director Peter Jackson before his super famous days of The Lord of the Rings. So... You heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, let's do the top first. Sounds good to me. Number three. I just love Lionel and his bumbling antics. And, you know, to see him evolve from, like, this bumbling bimbo-esque male to the heroic person that he is at the end really is something interesting to see. And he's... I mean, kind of relatable to every person, whether you be meek or strong. Number two, there are so many little references to other films in this movie, whether they're intentional or not, between the relationship of Lionel and his mother to Psycho and when they cut off a hand and it, you know, starts crawling around and doing silly things like in Evil Dead 2. Number one, the special effects in this movie... Not only the effects themselves, but just the amount of special effects, the blood, the gore, the rib cages, the the mutilations, the pus popping, the eye popping, the embalming, like everything is just so phantasmical. I just, it is amazing to look at what happens in this movie and to think that it could come from someone's imagination and be put into reality with practical effects. There is no CGI, because this is before the time of CGI domination, and it just, it is amazing in every sense of the word to see what was accomplished for this film. Number three, there is so much gore in this film, like an abundance of gore, and it's used so perfectly comedic. It's amazing. I mean, at one point, you can literally tell there are people with buckets of of slop just sloshing it onto the character on screen. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's quite incredible. And it's not the fact that it's like, oh, this is a bloody movie. It's the fact that it's done over the top to kind of parody films that have an abundance of, of gore. And it's done very well. Number two, the jokes in this in this film were well delivered 
every second of the film there's something going on and there are so many references to other horror films it's a perfect homage to this kind of genre and number one the physical comedy of this film was top notch in almost every moment of this film i was laughing hysterically there's just so many things going on and it progresses at such a great pace like it never it never stops for a second to like rest or to really get boring it's just constantly throwing a new scene at you that's just even funnier than the last there's there's no slow burn there's no slow build up everything has a purpose and no joke outstays its wear like you know throughout the movie Lionel keeps getting you know, bottles of tranquilizer from this n- n- former Nazi veterinarian. And they only, like, show the veterinarian once because, you know, it, I feel like if it kept going, it would have just got annoying. And, you know, that just is to Peter Jackson's credit where, you know, he doesn't wear anything out, and that is part of what makes this movie funny and enjoyable. Now on to the bottom three. Number three for me. Paquita, the love interest of Lionel, is out on a date at one point with the meat delivery guy who she had a thing for before she met Lionel. And she just kind of like disappears from him. He stops, looks around for about a second, and then walks away without actually trying to find her. Yo, what a fucking jerk-ass fuckboy that guy was. Come on, make a little bit of an effort. Did you care or not? No, because you're a fucking asshole. Pretty much. Number two. You know, Lionel... Why didn't you just let the zombies kill Uncle Les from the beginning and be rid of him instead of indulging him in his fucking fantasies to get your money? Unleash the horde of zombies from your basement and let his sorry ass get out of the picture from the get-go. Save yourself a lot of trouble and fuck him up right then and there. Number one. Most people in this town should or seemingly do know Lionel because his family is pretty wealthy. Yet, when he's strolling around with a baby, a zombie baby, no less, in a fucking stroller through the park, nobody questions this. And then, he's bashing the little fucker off a goddamn swing set, and people are just looking on and be like, oh yeah, it's, it's another day in New Zealand, fucking bashing babies off swing sets and kicking them and shit. What, what the fuck, people? Say something to him. Stop him. Hey, Lionel, when did you get someone pregnant? Hey, Lionel, where'd you steal that baby from? But no! Let's just, just just let him go. Number three. The EXO score could come off as over the top to some people. I'm not one of those people, but I can see how some people might be kind of turned off by that. Number two. Some of the camera angles were really jerky and abrupt and kind of gave me a headache. I mean, now that I've seen it and I expect it, I think I'll be fine for the next time, but just had to mention that. And number one, I heard that Peter Jackson has disavowed a lot of his earlier films, and that's a damn shame. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings as much as the next person, but Dead Alive is such a great film. It's one of the best zombie parodies I've ever seen, and I don't know for sure if he's completely disavowed himself or like refuses to talk about it, but it's a damn good film, and he should be proud of it. Yeah, that and his first feature film, Bad Taste. I mean, his his early works are really just as phenomenal as his later works, seeing the constraints that he had to work with. Yeah, I mean, Lord of the Rings had like a huge budget, so of course they're good. But these films were legit B-movies and some of the best I've seen. 
Now, on to something that I think Paul kind of mentioned, the, the dialogue, the jokes, whatever. Why not? It's time to have ourselves a little bit of a quote war. Quote war. So, Paul and I will quote the movie back and forth. Ready? Yep. Dark forces are working against you. Damn fine, custard. It contains the power of white light. It will always protect you. I kick ass for the Lord. So, you found your dad's old stag movies. Is that the one with the donkey and the chambermaid? Quite a collection of stiffs you got down there. Your mother ate my dog. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from Dead Alive, leave it in the comments here or on our website, bmoviebros.com. I think it's time for us to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? And I give it a 1 out of 10. What a coincidence. I also give this a 1 out of 10. I must say, Dead Alive is one of the greatest horror films, greatest zombie films that I've ever seen. It manages to balance horror, comedy, romance, and drama to make a perfect, coherent story. Filled with blood, gore, and great dialogue galore, this film is hard to hate for any reason, even if you aren't a fan of horror films. Lionel is just such a relatable character, either as oneself or someone you most likely know, who goes through a crisis of unknowing, not knowing what to do or how to get through something. It also does something above most horror films, and that is avoid nudity. This is one of Peter Jackson's early feature films, and is much more deserving of being watched than any of his Lord of the Rings films. And I love Lord of the Rings, but you know what? This just shows the ability of the filmmaker. Imagine Night of the Living Dead, Monty Python, and the Meaning of Life, and the Titanic combined into one film, and you would have Dead Alive. This I mean, not, not many horror films can throw in that love story and not ruin the movie. Exactly. This film is a nonstop riot of laughs with more gore than I've seen in most legit horror films. There's constantly something to laugh about, and the film wastes no time getting you to the next hilarious sequence. The characters were likable, and their underwhelming but awkward at, at times spastic ways of fighting the zombie hordes brought some of the best physical comedy I've ever seen. This is by far the best zombie parody and horror commods I've ever seen. As long as you don't mind the excessive gore that's brilliantly used for comedic effect, then I highly recommend this film. So there you have it. Dead Alive. A 1 out of 10 rarity from both of us here at B-Movie Bros on our shot scale. It's just that good. It is It is quintessentially like one of the best movies put together that I've ever seen. Now, we know here at B-Movie Bros, not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-Movie that we review an A-Movie companion to tell you why that A-Movie is the same exact movie as this B-Movie that we just watched. For me, I picked the 2005 feature, King Kong. I picked the 1997 film, Titanic. So, King Kong from 2005 and Dead Alive from 1992 are the same exact film for two reasons. Number one... The Sumatran rat monkey can supposedly only be found on Skull Island, which is also where King Kong is from, depending on what continuity you watch. Number two, both movies were made by Peter Jackson. And that's all you really need to fucking know.
And that's why King Kong is an A-movie version. Well, the 2005 King Kong is an A-movie version of Dead Alive. I picked Titanic because both movies have a romantic storyline. Both movies are about people dying in unnatural ways. Titanic had people dying from, well, the Titanic sinking. And Dead Alive had people getting eaten by zombies. Both movies have a piece of jewelry that is important in the film. In the movie Titanic, Rose has a charm thingy that she was given by her, the, her fiancé, which she later throws in the water in memory of Jack, the, the guy who, you know, she was supposed to marry. Wasn't it like the heart of the ocean? I don't fucking know. Um, and in Dead Alive, what was Leon had Lionel. Lionel. Lionel, yeah, that was it. Lionel has a charm given to him by his romantic love interest grandmother to... I don't know, keep zombies away. In both movies, the main the protagonist throws away that charm. Lionel throws away the the um, charm he was given because there were no more zombies. So why not? And Rose threw the through the heart of the ocean into the ocean in order to symbolize that she was giving it to Jack, the guy, you know, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't know, everyone's seen the fucking Titanic by now. Um, both both movies at the end have the main character disavowing and leaving a life that they formerly lived. Rose changes her name to Jack's last name in order to not go back with her family or her fiance, and Lionel fights his gigantic monsterized zombie mother and defeats her and ends up with his love interest. And both movies were made by very famous directors. The Titanic was made by James Cameron. And Dead Alive was made by Peter Jackson, who later went on to make the Hobbit trilogy. And that is why Titanic from 1997 is an A-movie version of Dead Alive. I don't know about you, but now I need to know how to drink away this flick. Drink away the flick. Come on, let's grab our drinks and drink away the flick. We're going to give you some drinking games for Dead Alive. Some from me, then from Paul. And remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one. Every time the Sumatran rat monkey is seen, take a drink. Number two, every time Peter Jackson is on screen, take a drink. Number three, whenever a zombie is tranquilized, take a drink. Number four, anytime Mother does something to hinder Lionel in any way, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornballs Month, whenever a monster has sex or performs a sexual act, take a drink. Every time Lionel stumbles or falls down, take a drink. Every time the baby zombie does something funny, take a drink. Every time Lionel's uncle says something sarcastic or rude, take a drink. And every time Lionel fights with his love interest, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the flick. Next week, as we continue our journey through Monsters Are Rather Charming Hornbulls Month, we'll see how werewolves make love in the 2006 film Big Bad Wolf. Oh my. Well, as we've come to uh, the third week here, I think we should uh, talk about how, how do we how do we rank the films we've seen so far. Um, for me, number three, Twins of Evil. I loved it. Peter Cushing is amazing. It has one of the most powerful scenes I've ever seen. But at number two, I've got Hellraiser. The Cenobites have just this amazing on-screen presence. It is a wonderful slasher flick, which I was not expecting and kind of disappointed me to begin with. But now that I really look back, like 
it it was a lot. It was great. It was it was a wonderful slasher flick. Number one, Dead Alive, over the top in every category, combines almost every genre and does it perfectly. For me, number three is Twins of Evil. Not even boobs and Peter Cushing could make that film watchable for a second time. Number two is Hellraiser. I love that film. I thought that it was easily going to take the number one spot. However, I have seen Dead Alive, which is so unbelievably funny, so such a perfect homage to horror films, and is overall so damn entertaining and nearly flawless that it has become one of my favorite films. If you have a comment on this film or any other film we've we've reviewed, you can leave a comment below on our YouTube page or our website or on our SoundCloud page. You can follow us on Twitter at BMovieBros or my personal Twitter at BMoviePaul or follow us on Facebook at Facebook-BMovieBros. If you have an independent film or other project that you're working on, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. And make sure to listen to our content. We have new new shows six days a week at our website, bmoviebros.com. If you enjoy our content and would like to support the show, we have a PayPal account and a Patreon. We would appreciate any donations and all go toward helping the show become better and more advanced than our little basement setting that we've got now remember to tune in next week folks as we finish out monsters are rather charming hornballs month with another classic monster the werewolf in you know 2006 is big bad wolf so until next time friends be brave be alive be back i can't help but think i'm forgetting something about this month but anyway be alive be brave be back next week Get on the next one. I've seen the road.